my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with Anne McPike. How are you, Anne? I am good. It's good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you. Our, our listeners can't see you, but Anne is okay. um she is vibrant and like in like thrum just uh, HD. Um, she's got a really <laughs> awesome camera, so it's so great to see her. And so great to catch up with her. She is a 2014 graduate of our program, and she is in, currently employed as a commercial account executive for Prosper Ops. So we're going to get to hear all about that. So many of our um, alum end up in the tech world, and um, and Ane is um, has has uh, ended up there as well, but um, has a long and, and really awesome career that she's, um, well, I say long. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say long. It's only been 10 years. It hasn't even been 10 years on it, but um, <laughs> yeah. you have an awesome early career, I should say. There we go. There we go. Mine <laughs> is so mine is long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh so let's go back a bit, Ani, so we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Tell us, tell us where you grew up. Okay, so I actually grew up in Santa Maria, California. So literally right down the street from Cal Poly. Yeah. Like 45 minutes south. I thought I remembered that you were uh, a semi-local uh, yep. gal. That is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Tell us, um, tell us about what what your parents did growing up. Yep. So Santa Maria. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it, but huge farm town. So my family was in agriculture. Yeah. Uh, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, you name it. So. Mm -hmm. Grew up around that. Um, we have a little strawberry stand still in Santa Maria. That's uh, awesome. Opened up this past weekend. So, yep. <laughs> that is awesome. And you know, I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we we have that in common. I grew up on a farm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> my, mine was uh, mine was not edible. So, um, it, was, it, was, it was tobacco and soybeans and corn. And people were like, exciting. what do you mean by corn? Corn's not edible. I'm like, no, we were not growing the edible kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, I joke with people because my stepdad and I got in an argument about um, whether North Carolina had more agriculture or California. Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, back in the day, you could have gotten me with this because we didn't have this little thing called Google. Uh, <laughs> we have Google now. And I am certain California is way higher in agriculture than North Carolina. And he was yeah. like, oh, no, that's not right. And I was like, yes, it is. By <laughs> a long shot. Let me show you. Yeah. And I pulled it up and he was like, oh, I didn't know you were counting fruits and nuts. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? What do you consider agriculture? <laughs> I'm like, not. So you're, you're counting agriculture, the non-edible kind that we <laughs> had growing up. That doesn't even make sense, you know? <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so tell us, uh, tell us about uh, any brothers, sisters, any, any siblings? Yep. So I'm actually one of three girls. Yeah. Uh, my older sister is actually, she's in Santa Maria. She is a VP at one of the banks out there for customer relations. Nice. And then my little sister, uh, nice. she is a lawyer in San Francisco. Oh, cool. So we're all completely in different fields, all kind yeah. of scattered a bit. Yeah. Um, I was actually just with them all over Easter. My little sister just got engaged. 
Oh, so a lot of exciting stuff in the McPike family. (laughs) I bet that is so exciting. Very cool. Very cool. So what was it like growing up? Tell us about what you you got into. You know, even though I grew up on a farm, (laughs) I would not consider myself really a farm boy. I didn't really. I mean, I got into like the I had an ATV, you know, I had that, but. I wasn't really, um, I didn't really embrace the the farm lifestyle as much. Yeah. I, I really got into sports more. What about you? What were you into? Um, actually, very similar to you. I was very into sports. I mean, when I was super young, we did like Indian guides and some mm-hmm. ballet here and there, but definitely was mm-hmm. not my strong suit. Right. I got into sports at a very young age. So I grew up playing basketball and tennis. Ah. And uh, so that pretty much took up all of my youth. Uh, training. <laughs> so spent a lot of times on, on the weekends, on the road, traveling to different tournaments and stuff like that. So yeah. tennis and basketball, my two big sports. Right. I thought I remembered even, were you a student athlete at Cal Poly? Yes. I played I thought, tennis at Cal Poly. Yeah. I thought you were a tennis player at Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I thought I remembered that. So I a, a decent memory for old, old <laughs> Greenwood here. Um, yeah. Well, so so obviously, then you had a little bit of a different path um, than to Cal Poly, right? I mean, um, you, there was a recruiting element, I assume, and that sort of thing. Or did you walk on? How did all that go? Yeah, no. So I actually walked on. I was looking at Cal Poly to play basketball or tennis. Oh, and um, I decided super last minute I was I'm going the tennis route, and so I walked on. And so as you can imagine, it was like I was doubling up on conditioning on, you know, lessons, practice and stuff like that. Yeah. Just sitting on the side. I redshirted also. So was kind of sitting on the sidelines and eventually earned a scholarship um, at Cal Poly. Yeah. So that was, I mean, one of probably my best accomplishments, my favorite one. I was was going to say that's a huge, it was a lot of hard work. And so to see it pay off was really rewarding. Love that. That is so awesome. Um, uh, very, very cool to hear. And um, so let's talk about um, while you were, you know, while you were at Cal Poly and obviously growing up and being so close, yeah. um, I imagine there was a lot of connections to Cal Poly already or or not? Yeah, since Santa Maria is such a big town or ag town, a lot yeah. of kids go there for ag. Yeah. And so I knew a lot of people kind of already out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really good friends with one of the assistant tennis coaches at the time. She was my coach. And so that's what kind of really drew me to Cal Poly. Awesome. Um, and then I didn't really mind it being so close to my hometown. It was really nice because my parents were able to come to matches and yeah. wasn't you know too far from home, but I was far enough. Um, yeah. That right. was all my so. Right, right, exactly. They can't just pop over like on a nap. I know it was funny. My so my dad and I we like had a joke. He was like, "Oh, you're gonna come home all the time." And I was like, "Dad, I am not gonna see you until what was it? I think it was Thanksgiving, like the first big holiday." I was right. like, "I'm gonna see you think till Thanksgiving." He's like, "Let's bet on it. You're gonna be home." Uh-huh. And then like a month, and he's like, "When are you coming home?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a hey, little girl. Home. Are you the oh, oldest? Yeah. Are you the I'm the middle? You're the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Well, you, well, you know, I have a 14 year old now. Believe it or not, like oh, you, wow. you remember her as uh, <laughs> as really tiny when yep. here, but yeah, she's a freshman in high school. So I um, if I just start randomly crying, it's because of that. That's what you just <laughs> uh, that's what you just sparked uh, me yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> But so let's talk about your time at Cal Poly. And obviously that's a little bit different. We know for student athletes, um, 
and and you just described you know you you're walking on to a sport like you know you're you're having to work extra hard and yeah. um but i remember you on a as being a, a good student also and so can you talk a little bit about what that was like trying to balance trying to balance it all sure yeah i mean i definitely had a few rough quarters at the beginning yeah uh, but i finally kind of got the hang of it and it really teaches you kind of really having to create a schedule, time management, where you need to put your time into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you can't slack as a student, but as a student athlete, you're really under the microscope to hold a certain standard with grades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a lot, but I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Definitely, you know, kind of really shaped me who I am today and how I work and my work ethic. And I think everyone at Cal Poly that I've encountered professors, coaches, the athletic staff, everyone's just so supportive and wants to see you win. Right. Um, and so it was really nice to have that support from like all aspects. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. So, so when you look back um, on a, and think about like what you're doing now and the professional experiences that you've had, um, whether it's through tennis or whether it was through a class or whether it was through some other professional development means, um, is there something you look back on and you're like, oh, wow, that really that really helped me become the professional that I am today? I would honestly say I think just the balance of playing tennis hmm. in college and I think earning the scholarship, mm-hmm. really having like to put in a lot of time and effort figuring out, you know, how to u- really utilize my time, I think taught me a lot just working hard. Like I really had to work my butt off yeah. to, even with school, school didn't really come easy for me. Right. And so I was always, you know, I had, I went to office hours, I had extra tutoring, like there's things I really had to put time into. And so I think that really helped kind of make, like, I'd never really took anything for granted and just working hard. I feel like that was always kind of one of my biggest strengths, like even on the tennis court, like I was never really the most skilled player, but I know I could outwork anyone I played. And so just kind of taking that with me and implementing it, you know, even in my job today. Yeah. You know, I love hearing you say that. And when I, when I think about it and I think about, you know, as a 10 year old working in tobacco uh, out on (laughs) on the farm, you know, a lot of people, I mean, people don't have any idea what that, that is like, unless they've Mm -hmm. been out there, but it, it is like really, really hard work. You know, I I describe it to students and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds pretty (laughs) tough. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, you, know, you don't I, hear that now a lot. I know. And I do. I worry a little bit about that for like, you know, each and every generation, we want better for our kids. We want mm-hmm. to try to pave the way for them to make their experience better than our own. Sure. But I do worry a little bit about, you know, that work ethic and, and growing mm-hmm. up and, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, you do worry a little bit. I don't worry about well, it with my daughter because she's like, insane work ethic with like academic yeah, I, love I worry it. about it with my son a little bit you know really <laughs> I'm like, does he does he have uh does he have a you know because i actually do have lazy genes okay. <laughs> but when you work on a farm you can't be lazy right yeah. <laughs> so, no totally and growing yeah. up for me we always had that strawberry stand and it's like literally on the side like off the 101 and looking yeah. back i'm like probably wasn't the safest but growing up my sisters and i if we like ever needed money or anything like my parents would throw us in the strawberry stand and i was like slinging strawberries yeah. um you know for cash and so yeah. my parents i think did a really good job of instilling work ethic in us at a very young age and like we always had to work for it you know it was never really yeah. handed to us yeah for sure 
All right. So let's talk about uh, that that time moving out of Cal Poly. Um, so you graduated in 2014 and mm-hmm. um, our, our current students love hearing about the process, how you got your internship and yeah. what you did and what that was like. You know, it's always... I, I try to on a with with this with this podcast. I try to help ease their mind a little bit. Yeah, because some of them are so stressed about finding. Totally. So, do you remember what that was like? And and oh my gosh, yes, that's something I remember very vividly because it was so stressful. So when I actually first graduated, I went to Europe for like a month and a half. Yeah, and then it came back, and that's when I like hit the job search, like spent, it's like a job trying to find a job. Yeah, And so I, um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I think everyone's like, what do you want to do when you graduate? And I think it's okay for students to realize it's okay. If you don't know, like a lot, you don't know. Um, and so I think for me, I had to finally realize that because I kind of knew the direction I wanted to get into sport management, kind of the entertainment space, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I think even I, when you graduate in your early career, it's okay to find internships or you know your first job, and it might not be what you want to do, but you're mm-hmm. going to learn so much from it yeah. and take those skills into what you actually want to do. For sure. So I was like, LinkedIn is like my best friend, and so I was on LinkedIn. Um, I would find like a job or something I was interested in. I'm finding everyone at the company. I'm adding them. I'm messaging uh-huh. them to meet me for coffee, like, uh-huh. like kind of low key stalker, but in a good way. Right. And um, I ended up finding this really good opportunity with Octagon, uh-huh. and it was like a huge sports agency, and they rep like Steph Curry, um, some like huge basketball players and stuff like that. Right. And so I got into one of their like super small departments. And it was so funny because like, I will never forget this. So I was like, a, it was, a, I was in a trainee program. Uh-huh. And so we had like Purina and uh, what were some other like cereal companies and cleaning material, like ran, but they were like big names, like fortune 500 companies, uh-huh. but like, they'd be like, okay, we want to shoot a commercial. We want to run this, but we really want to look for a football player that has like cats and has daughter. And like, they had like the most random specific. Really? <laughs> Yes. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Me, the trainee, I'm like Googling, trying to like find like a list of people to present to them and like build decks. And it was Uh just like so bizarre. Yeah. Um, But I think with that in your early job, it's like, you will do whatever to like make your break. And and I was always like, I'll do it. Uh You know, just, you have to just be curious, you know what I'm like? My Google search is like NFL retired cats has two daughters. Mary, you know, I'm just your like, algorithm was all messed up. They're like, what is she doing? Yeah. Or like the most, like ha- loves to cook. And I'm like, uh-huh. I need to find celebrities. Like, okay. Uh-huh. Um, but I, you know, I was always the last one to leave, always asking questions, trying to figure out like how I could get better. Right. What else can I do to, to learn? Cause you want to just gain as many skills right. as you can. Right. Yeah. And that was the, that was my first go around. <laughs> I love it. And you know, the, the funny thing is, is I was, I, as, as you said that there's, I was trying to remember which I feel like he was a Tennessee Titan. Um, but there was like, he has like a bakery or a cooking <laughs> show or something like that. So yeah, I could have probably used him in the past <laughs> yeah, or, or you helped launch him like one or the other, right? You didn't yeah. even know it. <laughs> I love it. So, um, so after that experience with the Octagon, I, I assume that that's what helped launch you into IMG were they because yes. those are similar organizations right very similar space i yeah. actually 
And I like, I dug into my contacts too. Like I was like, who do I know in the entertainment space? So my training program was up. It was like only three months. Right. And I was like, okay, I made some connections at other companies and other brands because within Octagon, they had like, they were doing events. They were working with like, they were up in Audi. They had like all these different departments. Mm-hmm. No one in that office was hiring at the time. And so I was like, shoot, okay, I need to figure out my next move. Yeah. So uh, l- like somehow I got connected with this guy in high school that actually, that I had classes with, who was from my, obviously from my hometown, his mm-hmm. like sister worked at WME and IMG, WME bought out IMG. So like there's huge entertainment conglomerate uh-huh. ended up meeting with her and uh, being like, you know, trying to get uh, my foot in the door at IMG. And so she's like, I'll keep you in mind if any job openings come up, whatever. And so I, I saw this, um, they reached out if I want to be an assistant for this one guy. And usually they hire within the mailroom, they hire internally, but I didn't know this, but no one wanted to work for him. So they couldn't find anyone internally. Oh. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I got this job, not yeah. knowing it's going to be a very rough experience. Uh-huh. Uh, needless to say, uh, I've always thought I had tough skin, but this really, I think gave me the tough skin of being an assistant, but yeah, it's some really cool things. We did like product placement for Budweiser and films. I worked with, jo- I got to work with Dwayne Johnson on his like full brand. So a- did, like, AKA the rock for the people rock. Who don't know. So we did his, uh, <laughs> rock. his shoe. We did his shoes with under armor. We did all of his like, uh, no had, like an out, uh, what was it? Oh, an app, an alarm clock app. And like one of the sounds is, like his dog, like just like uh-huh. stuff. And then yeah. we did yeah. like his apparel. Uh-huh. That we worked with like Cam Newton, Gronk, uh, Kate Moss randomly, M. Night Shyamalan, like just like <laughs> the most random spectrum. Wow, that's really cool. So it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and then I got into the event side. So then I started working on Wimbledon, UFC. We did like the Conor McGregor, um, Floyd Mayweather fight. No way. So just, like I really touched into a lot of real, a lot of different things. Really yeah. cool events. Um, yeah. But yeah, super random. You must like, have been making stuff. some amazing connections with all of that. So then that oh, it was it was great. And like I got to go to events all because I was in LA at the time, got to go to all these events in LA. Um it was pretty, it was a really interesting but uh great experience. I bet, I bet, really cool. I yeah. love that. You're just like throwing out oh, Dwayne Johnson here <laughs> was, and Kate Moss yeah. here. And I, I was like, definitely down on the total, like bottom of totem pole at that time. So I was no. kind of doing the grunt work, but I was still a part of everything, which is really cool to see to come to fruition. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And for those who don't know, IMG um, is a um, a, a global, um, a really well-known organization, right? That, yeah. that ultimately explain, well, you do it. You explain what IMG, what IMG is. I mean, they have like, they just signed a huge, like billion dollar deal with UFC and WWE, but they have like IMG models, college, they do events. I think I meant like, a, they have a presence all over the world, global um but they rep they represent athletes models actors actresses kind of like a lot of people um they're probably the largest entertainment organization i would say in the whole entire world because they cover everything they do everything um so i kind of started a couple years after wme bought out img so that was a talent agency that they all kind of came together so Mm -hmm. they're just a powerhouse so it was really cool to kind of see how that how that played out and how that works so love it love it that's Mm -hmm. awesome 
So um, your next your next step, and I mean, we're not gonna we're you know we're not gonna go step by step and that sort yeah. of thing. But but um, your your next position um, was more in the advertising realm, and obviously there's a lot of different crossover. Totally, yeah. That, but what what led you what led you down the advertising path there for um, for for a year or so? Yeah, so um, I did a short stay on this advertising agency, and I was kind of at a point in my career where it's like, you're working so hard, you know, you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm like, I've done this for a couple of years and I'm not saying like, this was like definitely in my breaking point, I would say in life was taking this job because it was terrible, but I just did it. Cause I was like, I'm making more money. I was like, I want to make more money. You know, I'm going to make this step. Mm-hmm. Um, did not like it at all. And, from, but, you know, I'm thankful for it because I was like, I need change. I'm going to do like, I need to get out of here. I was at, I was in LA for about four years at the time. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like a building block for me. Kind of realized like, I need to take a step back. What's best for me. Miserable. Get, you know, back to doing stuff that makes you happy that you enjoy the money will come. Uh, You know, we just need something different now. Right. So I started applying to jobs like all over the country. I was like, I don't care where I go. I was like, I just want to do something different. I need something and so I ran, I got this job in Austin. So I'm now currently in Austin. Yeah. Got this job working at Circuit of the Americas, doing their all their sponsorships. So they do F1, Indy, NASCAR, MotoGP. Yeah. And so I started managing all their um, partnerships and sponsorships for the racetrack. Very and cool. so they, I interviewed for this job for literally, I think it was like two months. And then they're like, okay, great. Got the job. Keep in mind, I've been to Austin once for a day. And I was right. like, like we need you here in two weeks. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I literally, you no, know, I so um, I like sold up my apartment in LA, uh-huh. sold my stuff like on Facebook Marketplace, put my clothes in trash bags, shoved them in my car, and like drove out to Austin and moved in with like a friend of a friend until right. like figured it out. Yeah. Um, and so then the pandemic, I was in that position for a while, and the pandemic hit. I was gonna say that's really close to the pandemic. Oh I'm, yeah, I was I like a month and a half in pandemic hit. We were still kind of working events. Obviously we're getting canceled, but we Mm. saw these like partners and that we needed to kind of fulfill and still make happy. And so I'm like, we're scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, And though towards the end, we still had a few races and stuff, which was good. Um, And there's just kind of a lot of internal things going on. And Mm. uh, I just wasn't sure if like events and that position was really what I wanted to do, like longevity wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of was just interested in seeing like what the tech space was about. Yeah. Um, and kind of what that would look like. And I really wanted to get into sales. I was like, I want sales. I miss the competitive aspect. Like I need, I need oh. that I think, in the workforce. Oh, and, yeah. so, and so then I got <laughs> random story again. I met this girl like at a wedding who was in tech sales and we just met like once and we we're just talking and she's like, I think you, you know, if I see anything come up, I'll let you know. So uh-huh. she hit me up on LinkedIn. She's like, you should apply for this, uh, this job. And so I got connected with the hiring guy, the head of sales. And he was like, you know, you have no tech background, no right. sales ba- background. Right. Um, so this, you know, you're not qualified yet for this position, but getting talked to you and your attitude and your competitiveness, I think you'd be great as a business development rep. So mm-hmm. he essentially like created this position for me at the startup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been there ever since. And I'm like, so happy. I love it. Awesome. And it's kind of crazy because we go to all these events and we have events and happy hour events at conferences. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like full circle. I was going to say, yeah. Yes. Right and so it's like, yeah. you 
we have like a kind of a small event team that I always help out with. And Mm -hmm. you're a startup, you wear many hats. And so um, it's really cool to kind of see it come full circle. Love it. You know, I'm 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 teaching 101. I, I don't know whether I taught you in 101 or not. Uh, the the very first intro class, and I've started doing this thing with with the students the first few days where I talk where they talk through their fears, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's really it's really interesting hearing you tell your story because <laughs> you went through a lot of the fears that they're that totally. they have right, and and I keep telling them that that transferability of skills in a management degree, which is the core of what we do, right? Is a management degree, right? You're Mm going to be able to step into any role, right? And if you don't (laughs) like, if you don't like one area, like you just said, you just check it off your list. You're like, okay, that, that helped me to realize that I didn't. And nowadays you don't have to get stuck for 20 years and have to get a golden watch and hate your yeah. life, hate your career and all mm-hmm. of that. You can, and, you know, through networking and all the things that you just described, you can, you can move and you can do these things. And um, I imagine you don't tell people you're from California. Cause I imagine <laughs> in uh, Texas, they're like sick of all the California people. Moving. I know they're like, you're <laughs> one of them. And I was like, you know what? I am. And I am proud to be a California. There you go. I love it. Good for you. Yeah. For you. That's what you should do. I, I was listening to a program earlier this week about how, uh, uh, this guy was in Wyoming and he was like, oh no, I cannot tell anyone I'm from California or they really might shoot me in Wyoming. Yeah. Might shoot you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. All right. I got my own. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about Prosper Ops. So um, yeah. it's part of the Amazon. It's a part of the Amazon family. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. So we actually partner with AWS, which is their cloud service. So, you know, everything's kind of up in the cloud now. Uh, A lot of, you know, when you use a plug in your computer to all these hard drives to store everything. Now it is technically what we call on the cloud. Um, So we help customers and organizations that use AWS save money on their AWS bill. Mm. I will not get into the specifics because I don't want to put you guys all to sleep. But (laughs) yeah, we essentially help organizations save money um, on AWS. And so right now it's, you know, I feel like we're kind of needed more than ever because companies are looking like in every which way, how can they save money and stuff like that? Of course. Um, but yeah, so it's been good. I, I work with an amazing team, an amazing company. And yeah. so I'm like employee number six, seven, and now we're up like 33 employees. So we're growing and so it's all cool. good. Yeah. So tell us about a day to day. What what gets you excited? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, Looking at my deals that I have in the pipeline. <laughs> Right. Trying, yeah, trying to get in clothes, but you know, at a startup, you kind of wear a lot of hats. Like I, you know, I'll check in, like I help with all the event stuff. I'll go to the events, which I love. I get to travel. I didn't think I in tech sales, I'd be like traveling to all these cool cities. Um, you know, I'm holding down the booth, hosting separate events, which is cool because I love that. I love, you know, I'm a people person. Um, and I think too, with like technology, I'm like some of us like a little over my head, but um, I think that's another point too. It's like in jobs, you're not going to have all the qualifications you'll learn, but it's like really use your strengths. Like I might not be able to, you know, tell them all about savings plans and convertible rise and all this technical stuff. But I mean, I'll talk to you forever. <laughs> right. I'll you can do. make them, you can make them feel, uh, yeah. feel good about. Yeah. yeah. And so and it's like, you kind of just have really have to hone into your strengths. And if, yeah. you know, to and capitalize on that and whatever career you're in and the rest will kind of just come. 
Yeah, I love that. That's such that's such great advice. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think about that, too. You know, I, I uh, when I graduated college, it, it was like before the tech boom, you know, yeah. and, then, and then I went out and was like bartending and waiting tables and I went back to school and I was like terrified that everyone was going to be like so more much more technologically savvy than me. Yeah. And then I just realized that, like, no, it's just like what you said. You just have to capitalize on your strengths. And totally. And that's, that's a that's a really important element. And I think I, I don't think we can um emphasize that enough. So um my last uh last que- or last couple of questions, you know, sure. we um after you left, we made the the switch to experience industry management and you know it was like an umbrella for the overall for the overall department to keep us from having to say 10 different names uh you know and um, totally yeah rpta (laughs) right exactly but but then also one of the things that we've realized is that just about every company out there is co-creating experiences in some way shape or form right whether it be like with you with your clients right or with your team and 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 the internal team so are you seeing that are you seeing that co-creation of experiences like when you're out there um you, you know working with clients and 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 you're out there in the tech in the tech world are you seeing that yeah um there's it's kind of crazy there's actually like a lot of tech events that bring in thousands of people. There's mm-hmm. actually a friend of mine that I worked with at Circuit of the Americas. She mm-hmm. works for an event company that specifically focuses on technology and technology events and technology companies. Mm-hmm. A lot of tech companies have uh, event teams. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I think events are definitely like in the full swing back into everything mm-hmm. and getting in front of people and creating these experiences. It's like, we want our brand associated with something people are going to remember. Right. And so creating those experiences and, you know, is important. Like for us, we have this like prosper bot. We have this like robot mascot thing that we kind yeah. of brand around. So we bring him to events and we create events with him. And so those are experiences that um, kind of looks like, Oh wait, prosper ops. So you guys have the prosper robot. And oh, so cool. that's, you know, when we host events, in at these cigarette events to bring yeah. customers and people there. So it's kind of crazy that, you know, it's, it's people want to come together and remember. Yeah. I love that. That's really wild. And you, you know, I was also thinking when, when you were talking earlier and you were naming a bunch of brands and, and whatnot, you know, I talk about in sport management about how, you know, um, when I've, I've been asked a number of times, like, well, why do, why do some, of your alumni not end up in sport. I'm like, well, because sport is so intricately tied with business, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether it's an athlete or whether it's an organization, there are tons and tons of brands that are associated with that organization or that athlete. And so there there become all these opportunities with the brands, right? Because you're making those yeah. and 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 you know totally. and and you end up going, oh, okay, I could, oh, I could see myself doing that. Like, like you know, your example is, is a good one too there. Um, but so um, just want to make sure I highlight that aspect. Totally. So, um, Ane, the last thing I'll ask you is um, if you could look back um, or if you could look back in looking back and, <laughs> and thinking about um, your time at Cal Poly, 
Um, if you could give your junior year self some advice, junior or senior year self some advice, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, something that I always kick myself in the pants is I was a fifth year and I was like, instead of like doing a master's or doing like, you know, being more of a go-getter, I was like, I'm going to space it out. Like, and I was like, you little lazy piece of, you should have, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's like my biggest regret. I remember I did, uh, Oh, Chris Eversley and I, we coached soccer, which we both did not play, but right. we coached soccer at the YMCA. It was one yeah. of like the best experiences ever. We had an absolute blast. I thought I remembered that you and Chris were friends. I don't know how we awesome. ended up coaching soccer when he played basketball. I played tennis and we're like, let's coach soccer. Yeah. Um, but just, and I did, I did, um, what did San Francisco? I did the Giants program. You did the Giants. Everybody, you're a junior Giants. Yes. And so I yeah. think. Yeah, and I remember that I like lived in Fresno on my cousin's. <laughs> I lived. Like, on... I got the Fresno connection. I yes, I think it's, um, I had family that lived in Fresno that lived on a peach farm. So I remember oh. I would literally wake up, go train for tennis, coach baseball, or facilitate like baseball in those neighborhoods, and then pick peaches at night. I was like <laughs> driving a Massey Ferguson tractor, um, and so I lived on a peach farm oh, wait, in awesome. Fresno in like 102 degree weather. Uh huh. <laughs> but um, I would just say take advantage of all the. Um, programs that you guys have to offer. I'm not sure. I'm not in tune with what you guys have to say. Right. Do a bunch of internships because it's kind of crazy. Like when you graduate, you're looking for jobs. They, I remember being like, what the heck? They're looking for like two years experience. I'm like, I just got out of college. What do you mean? Right. Right. Uh, and just, but don't, I mean, don't get intimidated by any of that. Cause I, you, I applied for so many jobs that I was not qualified for. And you will be surprised um, right. through the interview process. Right. It's more about that than what's on a piece of paper, but yeah. Um, take advantage, get like the more you can get experience in different jobs and stuff, you kind of will figure out more what you want to do. Um, and you'll learn skills along the way that will be valuable throughout your whole career. So yeah, take advantage advice. of all that. What great advice. I love it. And I'm and, glad you reminded me that you and the Chris were friend, uh, friends and, uh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. We so sure, that's awesome. we sure will. We're sure, we sure were. Um, but yeah, so I still see some. Like Jen Ketty lives out here. She played volleyball. Who's in our program? Yeah. She's in Austin, so I still see her. So yeah, I see some. Uh, yeah, some tell us about races. Austin. What's Austin like? Oh my gosh, Austin is super fun. Yeah, um, it's really just been like growing so fast. Yeah. Um, it's right. it's really hot here in the summers, but yeah. yeah, it's great. Sometimes you'll see some random Cal Poly people coming yeah. around. Um, yeah. And so I've that's just really fun. Yeah, I've talked yeah. to a number of uh, folks who are in Austin. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all have to have a meetup or something. That'll be, that'll I be know great. someone was trying to plan that. Um, I'm not sure where that ended up, but there's some guys that played football that live out here. And um, I think some girls on the volleyball team as well. So it's kind of cool to run into people Yeah, um, with that slow, slow background. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Ana, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time today. I really appreciate it from your busy, uh, busy life. <laughs> thank and you career. for working on. I felt bad. I rescheduled like three times, so I thank oh, you. Oh no, it was great. <laughs> I'm glad we. I'm glad we caught up, and um, just really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. Of it was course. great to catch Thank up. you. Thanks for having me. Of course. See ya. See ya.